Recovery is stupendous. Achievable. Hope. Freedom. 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 Empowering. It's unique to everyone. It's a journey, not a destination. Getting a new lease on life. Finding restoration after you fall down. Recovery is having the freedom to enjoy life. For me, it was finding a way to really love myself. My recovery is possible in part because of my own sense of purpose. Welcome to Recovery Talk. I'm Leah Wetzel, Montana's Peer Network, Criminal Justice Certified Behavioral Health Care Support Specialist, Trainer, Facilitator, Consultant, and I am here today with an amazing guest. Uh, the first time I met this man uh, was on our healing talking circle that we have on Saturday night. And it's been an honor to just watch him grow, rise, and he's been a huge support system of my own and of all the individuals that join us on that healing healing circle. And so today I'm here with Frank Richards. Frank, would you share with our listeners uh, who you are, and a little bit about yourself. Certainly. Thank you, Ian. Thank you for asking me to do this. It's, a, it's, a, it's an honor. Frank Richards, I am. I come from the Hoopa Valley Reservation in Northern California. I'm a 56-year-old man. I got four uh, children, three adult children, one little guy, not little, he's junior high school, and two grandkids. And I live here on the reservation, but I haven't always been on the reservation. I wasn't raised on the reservation. This is my mom's reservation. I am a Hoopa enrolled tribal member, uh, but I'm also a uh, Yurok and Redwood Creek and uh, descended from uh, Charlie Moon, who's a very important person in this area. But yeah, that's, that, that's who I am. Well, thank you for letting our listeners know who you are and where you come from. And, you know, thanks again for joining me today on such short notice as well. And so you are a man in recovery. You're a leader. And I know you're very humble about things, but I'd really like you to let our listeners know a little bit about your own recovery journey, how you got into it, um, who was a big part of that. And, um, you know, when, when you started to get into recovery and, and how it's been a positive effect on your mental health and, and, and your life altogether. Awesome. Absolutely. Um, yeah, right now I've been in recovery, uh, since January, 2020. Um, before that I was five, about five years clean and sober and I relapsed on a relationship battle thing and that's best take care of um but my sobriety this is about the fifth time i've got clean and sober started when i got started getting uh, duis and had to go through the court system and really didn't like that i was very defensive and hostile i had to go to the meetings had to pay fines had to have a thing on my car that you blow into before it would turn on and that was expensive and but i kept my job you know, I was a functioning uh, alcohol and, 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 and drug addict. I, I, you know, took care of my family that way. I, I was a provider, but I drank a lot. 
and I drank a lot on, on the weekends. And so the, when those DUIs started happening, it was a wake up call. I remember one class that we had to take was a big room at the courthouse. And it was all the people who had DUIs last week. And so when I got there, I, it was so big, I sat in the back and soon it just filled up. Must have been about 150 people there. And that was all people busted for drug driving last week. But the uh, people who came up and spoke on how their lives are affected by a drunk driver really, really hit me hard. The stories that, that came from a loved one being killed, one loved one that is disabled. You know, it was, it was, it could be any of us, could have been any of us. And so even though that would hit me hard, I was clean and sober for about two years and got right back into it. That was my pattern. You know, I go till I got in trouble, I have to go through all that clean sober and so i would get pissed off at people that been in there multiple times it's like man don't you don't you get it and then here i was that person the about the third fourth time it was a native uh outpatient and it was beautiful it was beautiful because there were so many things there was a guy there that sounded and looked just like my dad there was mm. people in there that i that looked exactly like people from my reservation and uh, it was funny. It was, it was kind of funny because they weren't nothing like the person back <laughs> at my reservation. <laughs> but the the camaraderie was there. It was powerful. It, it's interesting as I look back on the, the alcohol and drugs. It was it was mostly meth. I did most of my heavy drinking in high school, and I got hooked on cocaine for about two or three years. I'm glad I stopped that. But it was the meth that I always had a problem with. I couldn't stop it. It was in my family. It was it was all over. I mean, you couldn't tell me that nobody nobody did meth because in my world, everybody did it. Even the people who were, you know, had jobs and working in important places, they, they drank it, they dope. And so now it's on the other side of that. I see, I'm seeing it and talking to a lot of people who are clean and sober, got years of sobriety. Uh, this circle on Saturday is just amazing. And uh, the links that I have been getting from, from being on there is amazing. There's people who are celebrating 20, 30, 40 years, which is crazy. I've been in the darkness probably 30 years, falling in and out. So this journey that I'm on now, I, I, I believe this is it. This is the way I'm going to be. And so there's so many beautiful, positive, awesome things that's been blessing me in my life uh, it's just amazing you know and attitude and perception of things mindfulness in your heart and knowing things and and being preventive preventative and proactive I, I have that mindset now so it's been beautiful thank you Frank and I know that a big part of your healing journey has been uh, education um, educating yourself and then also sharing education and developing this nonprofit of yours within contracts, grants. Tell us a little bit about your organization, where folks can find that information, and about your most recent news that you've got. Yeah, uh, definitely education, you know, the mind is more important now than ever it's you know when you get educated people can't take it from you and uh, my mom told me that and she was going to school being a, a nurse 
uh, taking care of us. And I think that's where uh, we get our ethic from me and my sisters. But education, you know, started with that outpatient. I took it as a education, not like a, a, a punishment, but I took it as, you know, there's $1,800, you know, I'm like, geez, this is a college education. So that, that white bison book, Bull Variety book, we did that, handed it to us. And then I went through it that night and I, I put post-its on a bunch of stuff that I wanted to talk about. Showed up the next day at the next meeting and uh, that guy tells me that it was just for my personal reading. You know, I was pissed about that. Uh huh. I was pissed about that. You know, I go, I got stuff to talk about in here, you know, and I didn't realize that I was actually uh, interacting and the education part and the the feeling, you know, knowing that you know something and you're comprehending and and you understand something and you can can do it and say it is powerful. It's a powerful uh, thing, the mind. And I find it fascinating. But my journey uh, started with education when I lived in Nevada. I took a construction management course. It was a new course that was being developed. It took me like 10 years to get a two-year degree, more than that, um, but 10 years. And during that time, I went from business, then I went to social work. I love that. I love that program so much because uh, it's it shouldn't be called social work. It should just be called human, human behavior or something because it's what humans do. We as humans do and why we do things. The psychology, mm-hmm. the philosophy of, of, of all that, it's just, it, it was just amazing. And I'm very, very humble and grateful that I was in that mindset to be able to understand that because I took it serious my last two years, uh, got really good grades and, and graduated with the uh, AA in behavioral and social science. With my plan, I wanted to get out and help uh, young people in our alternative school, wanted to help pe- young people who are falling through the cracks of education. And uh, uh, it's huge, it's huge here, especially now with the pandemic, these, these young people, uh, and then the fentanyl and the heroin, it's just, there's so many things against them, you know, and I, and I work with them. And that was one thing too, that I, that brought me out of my funk, I call it. Of, of depression and, and unhappiness was being with my kids and my boys in the football and uh, I got coach football. Uh, I was on the football board for about four or five years. Loved that amazing people in the community. I'm not doing that no more. My boys 17, but ready to graduate. All my kids graduated. They, they attribute that to, to my journey. You know, they see me doing, they seen that. I seen that change and that mindset and that and so the training, the teaching, the education, I I, I look all that as tribal, it's, it's communal, you know, and all our ills, all our social ills that we have on each reservation, you can go down the list and they all come from um, not belonging and not and 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 having hard felt feelings of. Uh, of incidences and circumstances that make that sits on your mind mm. and people want to be punitive with it in the system that we live in that that was something on that trauma informed uh, school board meeting this lady got up and read this beautiful letter and was talking about the decolonization of our school system and because it is a western colonial dynamic and system that we assimilated into very well 
if you don't know something and you don't take the initiative to go and research it and see about that, you just take what you were told as, as gospel, I think that's, that's dangerous. And so yes. the CR teacher, uh, the CR dean, the College of the Redwoods dean came to Hoopa yesterday and we were discussing a tiny home a class for their college branch that's located here on a reservation. He offered me a job to teach a group of uh, college students. Um, we're going to start remodeling the side of the college uh, where there's rock, uh, rock, and then we're going to uh, build a, a small ramp. Most of it's lecture. And when he when we talked about the, the design of it, and I was like, so most of it's just me talking? And he goes, well, <laughs> yeah, you're instructing. He ran through the whole scenario of things, and I was like, yeah, I, I'm more about including people. You know, and I see those people standing on the outside as, as you know, you want, you want to talk about something, make them feel included. But that's a whole awesome thing in itself. It starts nice. in yeah, it starts in August, fall semester. I will be a faculty uh, member. I'm a college instructor and trying to do it for six years and trying wow. to create a training program for our people for six years and three administrations of council. And finally got this council right now that is, is forward thinking and they, they have visions, visionaries. I was uh, allowed to enter into a huge uh, modular factory, 65,000 square feet, occupying a third of that. And I got my program in there. Um, we're, we're building sheds to start with. I think smokehouses and picnic tables, stuff like that to, to get revenue, to keep the program going. Because in March 2020, I created a uh, nonprofit, me and my sisters, and it's just grown, you know, in, in, in reputation. It has grown in projects and helping people. And um, I'm just amazed. I am amazed. The thing that really amazes me is the ease of it. I'm like, it can't be this easy. It can't be. And it is, you know, and I just, I just thank the creator because... It's just overwhelming. The goodness is overwhelming sometimes, you know, and I was sitting there a couple of times in my chair, just feeling at ease, feeling comfortable, feeling awesome. And it's just like, this is happy. This is, this is for me, this is how happy I feel. And that feeling to, to even be able to sit down to acknowledge that moment was very rare. Profit, my nonprofit is called Building Lives by Building Structure. Uh, we are a 501c3 and we're located on the reservation, but we're not like directed by the council. And I've been just plugging away at this. Yeah, I get frustrated. I get sad. I get, I'm a journeyman carpenter. I can go anywhere and make, you know, a bunch of money. And I've done that. I've chased money before, but I want to start this program and it's going, it's starting. It's amazing. Uh, I kind of got this. It hit, hit me when I was talking to this college of the Redwoods Dean, when he was talking, he's that same, same mindset. He goes, I just don't want to have a program here and it's gone next semester. I'm going to help you out. If you want, I'll come, you know, give me a call. I'll come and throw my tool bags on and help you finish and or whatever I need to do. He goes, we, wow. I want to see. And I was like, wow, man, that's, that's awesome. The College of the Redwoods main branch, their class builds houses. It takes them a year to build a house and it's beautiful. I was like, yeah, we're building houses here on the reservation. And I got a good partnership. And networking with a lot of people in this community and all the trades. 
And so I told that uh, Dean, I was like, you know, I don't want to toot my own horn here, but there's nobody like me here that's going to do this. A journeyman carpenter will be chasing money until they disabled. And that was one thing that kind of helped me get this going was my health, my body, things that are going on, you know, you name it. It's lower back. I had open heart surgery, uh, double pipe, double bypass about four years ago. Yeah, the diabetes, uh, depression, all these things that I attribute to the long years, long 30 years of drinking and drugging, especially the body part, you know, um, working carpentry is hard on your body anyway. And, and when you drink it and drug and not take care of yourself, it's, 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 it's hurtful later. So this is what the lesson that I'm going to tell young people that I can, I can be there, no, that person that has been through it and see it and uh, help them hopefully get clean and sober themselves or get healthier, uh, provide a good, good life. Just recently, a huge company, North Coast uh, Metal Fabricators, were talking to them about uh, building containers for our homes. So they're gonna be new homes. They're offering to have, if I had two or three people that's willing to travel 70 miles, a paid apprenticeship for welding to learn how to weld those containers. And when they get wow. when they get certified, we, they can come back to Hoopa and start making these containers because that's the big issue right now with the Humboldt Homes is what I'm a part of. On, in, in addition to building as a building structure, we're building container homes. We're almost done with our first one. We got spray foam, metal framed, and it's gonna be awesome. It's a beautiful, beautiful project. It's, it's the time, housing, housing shortage, uh, rentals, you know, they're, they're non-existent here in Hoopa. People can't rent. There's no place to rent. And so there's all these things on the horizon that I have. And a lot of uh, my board, I got eight member board, all natives, one white uh, financial advisor, beautiful people, beautiful board. And uh, I, I just feel so blessed. And these people came to me and asked me to be on the board. And I'm just, I'm just overwhelmed on that right there. Uh, so awesome, the, the amazing part of that uh, connection, that belonging, that trust, and uh, that they trust me. I'm the executive director. I'm the chairman of the board. I'm the uh, training instructor, uh, coordinator, and I, I, I'm doing everything. And a while back, it got overwhelming. But now it's just like it's a responsibility. It's a responsibility that... Uh, I've been praying and wishing and hoping and working towards this. Now it's starting. I need to start paying my part, playing my part, and uh, be present. And I know for a fact, I feel it in every part of me that if I did a line to help me get going or I drank a beer to, to calm down, it wouldn't stop there. It would. I would. I would end up falling, falling down, falling off, and. Uh, how many people would just be just so disappointed and especially my family, they're pretty proud of me. They, it would just be so hurtful. And that part right there, I, I don't want to burn that. I don't want to break that trust and that, that, that love, you know, people still love me, but it's like, I've done it so many times, you know, and people have actually treated me like that. Oh, you're, you're clean and sober. Yeah. Well, for how long, how long this time? And so that's another thing that keeps me going is, is these young people uh, have no choices or options. Our, our 
wood shop, welding, band, uh, auto shop building burned down about six years ago. They haven't rebuilt it. And so our, our young people haven't been able to put ha hands on tools to make something and uh, build something. And so I know what that medicine is. I know how that feels. I know how, you know, getting a paycheck, a uh, good paycheck, getting what you paid, what you're worth. And so uh, I want I, I want to feel this for those people, the young people that I work that I work with. When we go to elders' homes and we do something, and they're so grateful, and they show them appreciation, and the look on their face, it, it's priceless. You know, they're like, "Wow, they're really happy we're here." And it's like, "Yeah, I mean, you guys are doing good. You're doing positive things, man." You know, uh, one elder even slipped a couple hundreds in their their hand. You know, and and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, they looked at me and I was like, my grandpa told me when an elder has money in their hand that you take it and they're giving it to you. Um, but, you know, otherwise it's different, but they're, they're honoring you. So take it. It was for them. You know, and I, I just felt so, so, so proud and, and happy for them that they're experiencing that feeling of being appreciated. And purpose. Yeah, it was a big project you know, for an elder. And uh, I've been putting my stuff on Facebook. And so I've been getting a lot of good feedback, uh, all positive. Just right now, we're, we're applying for this grant uh, to buy two containers and bring them to and turn them into homes. And those homes are going to be a part of the accessory dwelling units, the ADU unit. Um, uh, I don't know what to call it, a trend or fad in Humboldt County. They're perfect for ADUs. And when we're done in the factory, it's about 90% done. Just take it to your, your property and craned in, set down, and the utilities are hooked up and everything finished, and you're living it in two weeks. So, wow. Yeah. Uh, people know about this container. They're waiting for it to be uh, in a factory and start being made. So there's all these other things. There's networking, things that have a lot of trust, a lot of responsibility, a lot of, of support. Uh, that have come my way, like that welding opportunity for somebody to learn welding. It's just amazing. It's just amazing. And I can sit here in my house, I'm home alone, and uh, uh, watch TV. And sometimes when I'm watching TV, I'm not even watching TV. There's stuff's going on in my mind about what's going to be, what do I need to do? And I, I'm not perfect. You know, I miss things, miss meetings and 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 things I need to do, but I have that ability to put my own schedule down. I don't pick up my students no later than, you know, around 10 and I'll, I'll, I'll I pick them up at his house and uh, uh, we'll work two or three hours, four hours. And I got a bunch of stuff to do, paperwork and uh, computer work. And that works for him too, because his ADHD He's really good for about four hours, and then he kind of I track. Yeah, and so it works for him perfectly. And but I can see okay. an eight to five job for him. You know, five days a week. It, it doesn't interest him. It doesn't interest my nephews. But they'll give it all. They're all for about a couple hours a day. And so I'm glad I have that. It doesn't option. interest many of us anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. To be able to set our own schedule, that's. That's priceless. It's colonial. You know, it's called, it's decolonization. That's right. 
You know, we're we're set in that eight to five, five days a week, get two days off, do it again, you know, get paid very little and, you know, suffer and survive. That's the American dream. No, it's, there's better ways. There's, there is. Yep. There is. Just listening to, you know, my very first company I owned was 100% Native Owned Construction Company that did federal contracting and we've visited before um i grew up in my dad's you know business that really took off and you know there's so much opportunity out there for minorities and to hear and people in recovery of all spectrums and to hear your story for our listeners no matter where you come from no matter what your background is you know, follow your hopes and dreams. You hear Frank here today, and he's a big supporter of my independent work as well as the work I do with Montana's Peer Network. And if it's an idea, nine times out of 10, there's a way to get it going. If you have any last, any last words you want to share with our listeners? Yeah, thank you. Sobriety, recovery, you know, wellness, all that. And I don't mean to diminish this at all, but it's, it's kind of been uncool, you know. I mean, the first couple of times I was in uh, treatment, everybody in there was uncool, you know, and I didn't belong there. And I was defensive and, you know, pretty hostile about it. Right now, it's, it's cool. It's cool to get clean and sober. It's cool to get educated. It's cool to be part of the community. It, it, it's cool to ask for forgiveness, you know, and it's it's the way we were a long time ago. Uh, we wouldn't get this far, you know. I, I I imagine we wouldn't get this far if people would see us falling off and you know get it would get you know taken care of. People who love you would come and say, "Hey, better better straighten up." And that's all it took. But my my message to the listeners is it's now. Now is the time because there's so much opportunity of rise in this world, in this country, for Native people. Uh, but you got to be clean and sober. You got to know something. You know, you don't have to know a lot, but you got to know a little bit about something. And if you're going to sit there and just be still and stale, try to be doing something, reading, you know, watching something informative. So educate yourself every day, build your brain muscles up and, uh, you know, try to go to college, try to take some night classes, try to, to build your capacity of what you have and be valuable, be uh, a valuable asset to your family and your community. And uh, we're all, we're all in this together. You know, there's nobody's better than nobody. And uh, it's the struggle. It's the struggle that's real. And we all go through it and, I hope and pray that people understand that it is now the time to get clean and sober for ourselves, for our people, for our families, for our communities. Thank you, Leah. Thank you, Frank. And thank you to our listeners. And if you heard something today that you like, please contact us. Um, We're on all social media platforms as well as you can email us, Leah at mtpeernetwork.org. And Frank's information will be on the link posted with this podcast on Facebook. 
And, you know, again, thank you, Frank, and to our listeners. Have a good week. Thank you, Leah. Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery works, recovery is possible. Recovery is possible. (laughs) Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery works and recovery is possible. possible.